European Heart Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 40, Issue 35. Focus Issue, Arrhythmias, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. Read to you by Morgan Bryan. Ischemic and Genetic Causes of Fatal Arrhythmias and Sudden Death. Fatal arrhythmias have a variety of causes and are associated with a number of cardiac conditions including coronary artery disease, cardiomyopathies, heart failure Takotsubo syndrome, channelopathy such as long QT or Brugada, as well as congenital heart disease, e.g. Epstein anomaly. Most commonly, however, they are triggered by ischemia, typically in the context of acute coronary syndrome, or ACS. The annual incidence of sudden cardiac death averages 0.6 to 1% in postmyocardial infarction patients with normal or near-normal left ventricular ejection fraction, or LVEF. This latter aspect is further pursued in a first article entitled Arrhythmic Risk Stratification in Postmyocardial Infarction Patients with Preserved Ejection Fraction, the Preserve EF Study, by Konstantinos Katsoulis and colleagues from the University of Athens Medical School in Greece. In a multicenter prospective observational cohort study, they tested a combined non-invasive stroke invasive risk stratification approach in 575 postmyocardial infarction ischemia-free patients with LVEF of greater than or equal to 40%. Patients with either premature ventricular complexes, non-sustained ventricular tachycardia, late potentials, prolonged QTC, T-wave alternance, reduced heart rate variability, abnormal deceleration capacity with turbulence on ECG, were referred for programmed ventricular stimulation with implantable cardioverter defibrillators, or ICD, offered to those inducible. Overall, 35.5% of the patients had at least one ECG feature. Of all patients, 7% or 27% of those undergoing programmed ventricular stimulation were inducible. 90% of them received an ICD. Within 32 months, no sudden deaths were observed but nine ICDs of 1.6% of screen patients were appropriately activated. Thus, the two-step approach of the Preserve EF study detects a small postmyocardial infarction subpopulation at risk of major arrhythmic events in spite of a maintained LVEF that benefits from an ICD. This conclusion is critically discussed in an editorial by Jeffrey Goldberger from the University of Miami School of Medicine in Florida, USA. Catecholaminergic polymorphic ventricular tachycardia is an inherited genetic disorder involving cardiac proteins regulating calcium hemostasis, most commonly due to a mutation in the rhinoid receptor gene. The condition predisposes those affected to potentially life-threatening arrhythmias and sudden death. Importantly, in patients with catecholaminergic polymorphic ventricular tachycardia, ICDs are sometimes ineffective and may even trigger fatal electrical storms. In a clinical research article entitled Implantable Cardioverter Defibrillators in Previously Undiagnosed Patients with Catecholaminergic Polymorphic Ventricular Tachycardia Resuscitated from Sudden Cardiac Arrest, Christian van der Werth and colleagues from the Academic Medical Centre in Amsterdam, Netherlands, assess the efficacy and complication of ICDs placed in 136 previously untreated patients who presented with a first event of sudden cardiac arrest. After diagnosis, a guideline-based therapy, including beta blockers, flecainide, and or left cardiac sympathetic denervation, was initiated, and an ICD was implanted in 
After 4.8 years, sudden death had occurred in 3.8% with an ICD, and none of those without it. Sudden death or cardiac arrest or appropriate ICD shocks occurred in 47% with ICD and 16% without. Inappropriate ICD shocks occurred in 25% and other device-related complications in 29%. Thus, in previously undiagnosed patients with catecholaminergic polymorphic ventricular tachycardia who presented with sudden cardiac arrest, an ICD is not associated with improved survival. Instead, ICD is associated with a high rate of appropriate and inappropriate shocks, along with other device-related complications. Strict adherence to guideline-based medical therapy without an ICD may provide better protection, a clinically highly relevant conclusion that is put into context in a thoughtful editorial by Sami Viskin from the Tel Aviv Medical Center in Israel. Calmodulinopathies are rare life-threatening arrhythmia syndromes caused by mutation in any of three genes, CALM1-3, that encode identical calmodulin isoforms. The genetic disorder affects mostly young individuals. In a clinical research manuscript entitled Calmodulin Mutations and Life-Threatening Cardiac Arrhythmias, Insights from the International Calmodulinopathy Registry, Peter Schwartz and colleagues from the Istituto Otologico Italiano, Istituto di Ricovero e Cura a Caratere Scientifico in Milan, Italy, established the International Calmodulinopathy Registry that so far enrolls 74 subjects with a variant of one of three genes to understand the natural history, clinical features and response to therapy of such patients. The vast majority, i.e. 87%, were symptomatic, and the 10-year mortality was 27%. The two prevalent phenotypes were long QT syndrome in 49% and catecholaminergic polymorphic ventricular tachycardia in 28%. Those with long QT syndromes had prolonged QTC intervals to 594 milliseconds, a high prevalence, 78%, of life-threatening arrhythmias, and poor response to therapies. All patients with catecholaminergic polymorphic ventricular tachycardia were symptomatic, with the ECG frequently showing prominent U-waves. Other phenotypes were idiopathic ventricular fibrillation, sudden unexplained death, overlapping syndromes, and one neurological phenotype. Thus, calmodulinopathies are largely characterized by adrenergically induced life-threatening arrhythmias. Available therapies are disquietingly ineffective, especially with those with a long-term QT phenotype. The clinical implications are further discussed in an enlightening editorial by Meta Niergaard from the Aarhus University in Denmark. Cardiac resynchronization therapy, or CRT, has markedly advanced the management of patients with heart failure and wide QRS complexes, as it prolongs life and reduces sudden cardiac death. However, CRT is not effective in all patients. In their article, Cardiac Resynchronization Therapy, Non-Responder to Responder Conversion Rates in More Response to Cardiac Resynchronization Therapy with Multipoint Pacing, brackets, more CRT, MPP, end bracket study, results from phase one, Christophe Leclerc and colleagues from the Hôpital Pontchalou-CHU in Rouen-Sedex, France, assess in a randomized trial the impact of multipoint pacing, or MPP, or continued by ventricular pacing in 1,921 non-responders to standard biventricular pacing. 
No difference was observed in non-responder to responder conversion rates in multipoint pacing or continued by ventricular pacing. In the multipoint pacing arm, 29% received multipoint pacing programmed with wide LV electrode anatomical separation of greater than or equal to 30 millimeters and shortest LV1-LV2 and LV2-RV timing delays while 71% received multipoint pacing programmed with other settings, or MPP-other. The former pacing mode elicited a significantly higher non-responder conversion rate compared to latter of 46% versus 26.2%, and a trend in a higher conversion rate of 46% compared to biventricular pacing, 34%. Thus, after six months, investigated discretionary multipoint pacing programming did not significantly increase echocardiographic response compared to biventricular pacing in CRT non-responders. This issue is complemented by various discussion forum contributions. In the first one, How to Assess Nocturnal Hypoxemic Burden in Cardiology, Dominic Lintz and Matthias Baumert from the University of Adelaide in Australia comment on the recently published article entitled the hypoxic burden of sleep apnea predicts cardiovascular disease rate in mortality, the osteoporotic fractures in men study, and the sleep heart health study, by Ali Azabazin and colleagues from the Harvard Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. The second discussion forum, the hypoxic burden, also known as the desaturation severity parameter, by Timo Lepanen and colleagues from the University of Eastern Finland in Kuopio, Finland, also refer to this contribution. Azabazen et al. respond to both comments in separate responses. In a discussion forum contribution entitled Reduction in Mortality from Implantable Cardioverter Defibrillators in Non-Ischemic Cardiomyopathy Patients is Dependent on the Presence of Left Ventricular Scar, Simon Martin Frey and colleagues from the Universitätsspital Basel in Switzerland comment on the recently published article Reduction in mortality from implantable cardioverter defibrillators in non-ischemic cardiomyopathy patients is dependent on the presence of left ventricular scar. By Andrew J. Taylor and colleagues from the Alfred Hart Center and Baker IDI Heart and Diabetes Research Institute in Melbourne, Australia. Taylor et al. respond to this contribution in their own manuscript. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its readers.